there, welcome to the Fit Mom Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, thank you for joining me. I hope you're having a great day. Welcome, if it is your very first time. I'm very happy to have you here, and welcome back if you hang out with me regularly. So whether you are brand new or a seasoned listener around here, I think that today's topic really resonates with a lot of us and relates to a lot of us because most of us like to get things done efficiently. And if this is not you yet, some of you also might still be stuck in thinking a workout really has to be long to be effective. Firstly, I want to let you know that is not true at all. And that is actually what a lot of people realize once I start working with them, either one-on-one or in a group coaching setting where majority of my workouts are 20 to 40 minutes that actually I could probably say all of them I don't think one has ever been longer than 40 minutes and uh, certainly some have been shorter though I've done some 11 minute hits or 16 minute bone I think there's a bonus workout in the eight week challenge it's nine minutes long and things like that so firstly I just want to let you know before you even hop into this podcast that the length of your workout, the duration of your workout has absolutely nothing to do with how effective it is. Okay. So if you're thinking, no, I need to slow it out. I need to work harder, longer, burn more calories, et cetera. Try to get that out of your mind. That really does not matter to how effective workout is. And for most of us, if you are a mom, especially, we want to maximize the rest of that time. A lot of working moms I know feel this way when I train them too. It's like a lot of them are going to the gym after work before having kids and now they don't want to go to the gym after work because they want to maximize that precious time with their kids so they're doing it early morning or they're doing it after bedtime but they are you know obviously no one after bedtime wants to tuck their kids in and then spend an hour and a half working out so (laughs) you ladies who are doing that I'm sure want to get it down to 30 minutes or less and all of you who are working out with your kids in the day like you want it super effective or again in the morning before them Nobody wants to wake up two hours early to wait to work out in the morning. So we are going to go through how I advise streamlining your workout to get it done in 30 minutes or less. Before I do hop into that, though, I want to let you know I have all the coaching options up for 2022. And what I want to highlight for you today is the Chasing Greatness group. So if you are brand new, I'm going to stop you and say, tune out to this. I want you to, if you are considering working with me in any capacity, I would suggest you going one-on-one or doing the eight-week macro workout challenge for beginners because that is where I'm going to walk you through all the basics you need to keep rolling with me. And then you can roll right into the Chasing Greatness group if you would like to after that. But I want to talk for a second on the Chasing Greatness group. It is a monthly group where Every single month, I am giving you the workout plan that has different focuses. So we're going to go through different areas of fitness throughout the year where this first month of January is focused on getting back on track. So the whole focus of the month is just nailing all of your workouts, not skipping a workout. So one focus at a time. And it's pretty much my normal, quote unquote, setup of a focus on strength training with some hits sprinkled in, but it's focus on strength training. Other months are going to look like a focus on flexibility, a focus on endurance. So I'm trying to really work different areas of your health and fitness that you might not be programming in for yourself right now. And I can tell you for sure those workouts are going to definitely fall in the 20 to 40 minute window. Though all of the ones for January, I think, are under 30 minutes. Maybe one was 32 minutes, but they're all right around that 26 to 30 minute marker where I try to keep them. And uh, obviously, you know, they're going to be effective because I am using only effective exercises, trying to use things that you have like dumbbells, 
bands, but I'm also including options for TRX, for barbells, kettlebells, trying to utilize what you have at home. You can also take the PDF printouts and do it at the gym. So that's totally an option to do that at the gym or do the full video with me at home. We have a monthly focus, a monthly giveaway. It's just a really great community that I'm super excited about. So if you would like to join that, there is an option to pay in full for the year, which you might want to utilize at this time because it is discounted versus paying it monthly. And if you would like to pay it monthly, that's totally an option as well. So you can go check that out at fitmomlifetothefullest.com under my options for 2022. But now I'll hop into the tips if you're going to go ahead and do this on your own. If you are programming your own workouts and you need to trim down the time or want to make sure it is streamlined as it can be, because again, why not? Use that time for other stuff if you can. Okay, so number one is to go in with a plan. So this starts before your actual workout. That is not part of the 30 minutes. This is what you're doing maybe on a Sunday night when you are sitting there for a second, pull up the notes app on your phone, and just jot down real quick, Monday lower body, Tuesday upper body, Wednesday cardio and core, Thursday whatever, jot down the skeleton frame of what you're going to what you're going to work out when, then go back through and pick the exercises, pick the format to make sure that it works. I'll give you more tips as we go on how to make sure your workout doesn't go past the 30 minutes, but it starts with knowing what you are going to do when you have go time on your workout, whether that's pressing play to watch a video or whether that is to do your own workout, you need to know what you're doing going in there. You cannot, when I used to work out at the gym, I would think about my workout on the way there and pick the sets and reps that I was going to do. And that drive time gave me the time to do that. Now it looks like me walking down the basement stairs and doing my workout. So I do not want to get the kids down for nap, drink my coffee really quick because Ideally, I do like to have a coffee before workout. Not all the time because it's also just when I can, you know, I'm going to strike when the iron's hot here where if they're all sleeping like and I haven't had coffee yet, I'm just going to go because I don't want them to wake up. But in a perfect world where I make the coffee and I put them down and then I go down to the basement to work out, I don't want to sit down there for 10 minutes trying to figure out what I'm going to do or write it down or whatever. It is go time. So if you drive to the gym, maybe that is the time that you can think about it. But for most of us, it's going to be that we need to know what we're doing before we are there, before we're in that situation. So even if you're following a video, you don't need to be flipping around, wasting 10 minutes trying to pick the perfect video you want you want to do. <laughs> a little stutter there, sorry about that. I definitely used to do that too. If, if I was following along with like YouTube videos, I would spend 10 minutes flipping through someone's YouTube playlist trying to find the video that I want to do. So maybe that's your Sunday night thing then, or Saturday or whenever you're going to do it. Do it on Friday if you don't want to do it over the weekend. Every Friday, plan out what you're going to do for the next week. I also will tell you that I recommend doing the same thing for a month. And that is what we do in the beginner eight-week challenge. That is also what we do in the Chasing Greatness group. You are doing the same thing for four weeks to get your body used to it so you don't have to learn new exercises every single time. And then you can, more importantly, progress by adding reps, by adding weight. You can watch yourself get better at it. If you're just constantly doing new exercises, there's no way to progress that, okay? So... Maybe do that just right before the new month. Write yourself out the plan for the month and then you're trying to progress it, but you have the plan. Okay, number two is to keep your warm up short and effective. So I highly recommend just having a very similar or the exact same workout warm up, I'm sorry, that you do before every workout. There's a couple of reasons for this. This is what I do 
in, again, most of my workout videos, the warm-up, pretty much you know if you are in the group that you're going to hit play and you're going to see some bird dogs and then you're going to see some spine openers because number one, you can just get right to it and it doesn't take that much thought. But number two, it sets your body in the frame of mind for working out. There is such a thing as muscle memory. There is such a thing as your environment, you know, playing a heavy factor in getting you in the right mode and right energy. There's a lot to be said about that in human psychology books and things, how much your environment, like rather than laying down, reading a textbook on the couch, if you're sitting up at the same desk every time, like you're signaling to your body, it is study time. I feel the same way with work. I one night a week I leave the house and I work on Fit Mom Life to the fullest things. I come up with new workout programs. I program for my one-on-one clients. I get my recipes down in Canva to send out to you guys. Whatever. But now it is so routinized, which is such a blessing. I have not been able to do this until recently, like three months ago I started doing it. I've never done that before. I've worked on everything from home. But one night a week I go and it is by far my most productive night of the week. And the fact that I can just, I I go to the same place, I sit in the same spot. If it's open, I get my stuff out and it just like puts signals to my mind like it's work time. So Sometimes we can't do that with our exact environment if you typically do work out at the gym, but you have to work out at home one day, or you typically work out in your basement, but you're going to work out in your playroom next to your kids. Like, I get that. I'm the first to say, do it where it's going to get done. We can't have the perfect environment all the time. So one way to signal to your body like it's go time is doing a similar warm up. So you don't need to get fancy with the warm up. Two to five minutes is all that you should need. You are... I recommend starting with spine openers and ab engagers and then doing a couple little priming exercises for the muscle groups you are working. So if I'm doing lower body, I'm not going to waste a ton of time doing banded rows, banded presses. I'm going to do my bird dogs, my spine openers, glute bridges, some leg swings to get the blood flowing, and I'm good, right? So keep your warm-up short and effective. You shouldn't be static stretching before that. That's something I used to see my in-person clients doing while they were waiting for me if I was finishing up a session and they were getting ready for their session, they would be static stretching. And that's something I'd address and say, hey, it's better for you to hop on the treadmill to get the blood flowing for a few minutes, just walking, or to be doing dynamic priming movement, like great to be warming up, but do some foam rolling, do some spine openers, do some dynamic movements like banded pull aparts, banded rows, leg swings, not sitting on the floor holding a hamstring stretch. That's not great to do before lifting. So keep it short and effective, two to five minutes, you're ready to go. Keep it similar and it just makes it easier. Okay, next tip is to utilize supersets. So I'm a big fan of supersets, which is doing one set of one exercise, another set of a different exercise, then resting, going back and forth between the two. So you could do straight sets, which is say, if if you're doing straight sets, that's all sets of that exercise before you go on to the next exercise. So for example, that would be doing like 10 bicep curls. Then you have to rest for one to three minutes-ish. 10 bicep curls, rest again, 10 bicep curls. You just had to rest for three times in one exercise before going on. I don't like to use that much rest time. If I'm trying to work out like that, if I am doing an exercise where I need a lot of rest time, like pull-ups or dips, I'm going to fill it. I'm going to go switch my laundry. I'm going to do something. And that's fine because there is a reason to work out like that if I'm specifically trying to get stronger in pull-ups or in dips or whatever. But if you are trying to build and maintain muscle, lose fat, you can still use supersets uh, in this way where you're 
getting rest time to the muscle that you're working, one way you could do this is supersetting opposite muscle groups. So say you're doing upper body, you could superset banded rows. So you do a set of rows and then you do a set of dumbbell floor press to work the chest. So you do your 10 rows immediately into your 10 floor presses, then you rest. So you're getting two sets in for one rest time versus one set, one rest, one set, one rest, if that makes sense. Another thing you can obviously do is do circuits where you're doing like four or five exercises in a row, then resting at the end. The only reason you wouldn't want to do that is if you're trying to gain muscle. That's not a great way to gain muscle. That's more just overall conditioning because you're keeping your heart rate pretty high and you're not able to lift maximum weight in a circuit. So there's always different reasons you would utilize different forms of working out like a circuit, like a superset. Supersets give you the flexibility to either be going for maintaining or building muscle. Because I do have some clients who want to build muscle who do not have the time to take a lot of rest. And this is a way to do that. You can superset opposite muscle groups so that they're still getting rest, but you are not getting as much time just sitting there or having downtime. Okay, my next tip that goes along kind of with that is to lift heavier for less reps. So instead of doing 12 bicep curls with five pound dumbbells, maybe do six bicep curls with 10 pound dumbbells. Like work with a heavier weight for less reps so that your workout just isn't so long. I can already hear the number one protest to this is going to be, but I don't want to get bulky, which you will not get bulky from lifting heavy weights unless your diet matches that. This is something, you know, a lot of us here is like, I don't want to be bulky as a woman. I don't want to bulk up and look manly. And I totally do understand and respect that. There have been times for sure for myself that I've had to back off because I felt I was getting too bulky. So I don't like when trainers will say like, that's not true. You're not going to bulk up. You really could. That's surely true. But the reason you bulk is usually because your diet's way out of whack, right? Because the the way that a person tries to bulk, if someone is trying to gain muscle, say my husband's trying to gain muscle because he always is. Shout out, Ben. You don't listen to this podcast, but he knows he is. He'll tell you that when he's on the podcast. That's, you know, what he wants over time is to be like bigger than he is now, right? That's most a lot of guys <laughs> who are trying to build muscle. So he's going to lift as heavy as possible, and he's going to eat a calorie surplus, meaning he's taking in more than he's burning because he wants that to go to his muscle and to make him bigger, right? So we can't do that. We cannot lift as heavy as possible and eat in a surplus. When this happens for women, it's usually because you're taking in too many calories, okay? And usually it's too many carbs or whatever because protein is going to just get rid of itself if you took in too much protein. It might be too much fat as well, but usually for women, it's when we're overeating in the carbs and fat department that we are going to have like a bulky physique that we don't want. If your nutrition's really dialed in, you're eating your proper macros for you, then it's okay to lift heavy. It's going to actually just make you look smaller, more compact, because muscle takes up so much less space than fat. Google that if you want to see a picture of a pound of muscle versus a pound of fat in the body, because it does, it takes up way less space. So you're going to be tighter and more toned. A lot of women will say like, I started lifting and my you know, legs couldn't fit in my jeans anymore, so I must just be gaining tons of muscle. Yes and no, because you do get like a muscle pump. You get a pump immediately after your workouts. But if you're actually getting a lot bigger from 
lifting weights, then you really need to look at your nutrition. And that's the thing that we don't want to hear, but that's true. So don't be afraid of lifting heavy. And that really can help you cut down on your workout time. Instead of another example, like doing a dumbbell unilateral row. If I can get 12 to 15 with a 20 pound dumbbell, I might as well go up to the 25 and do less reps so that I get more done. It it really is math at the end of the day when you figure out the volume of your whole set. Here we go. I'm going to expose how bad I am at math, but okay, I'm going to use my phone calculator. I think you already get this point, but just to drive it home a little farther. If you are using a 20 pound dumbbell and you're doing 10 reps, we'll keep it easy with the rounded out numbers, that you're at 200 for the volume of that set. Okay, so I said a 20 pound dumbbell for 10 reps. Now, if I use a 25 pound dumbbell for 10 reps, I'm at 250 for volume. So I'm actually getting more volume doing way less reps. So at the end of the day, it's about how much volume we sent to that muscle. So there's a little, it's a little more nuanced to that because then you're like, well, Brittany, why couldn't I just use a five pound dumbbell and do like 10 sets of it? That's not quite the same thing. You're going to just absolutely burn out from muscle fatigue before you actually do anything good to it. But in the example of lifting heavy, it works out where if you're between two weights that one you could get for a lot more reps, one you could get for less, it's worth your time to just go to the heavier weight and do it for less reps. Okay, next, number five, I think I'm on, tip five. Use, this is a great tip, so listen up. Utilize timed workouts. And I love to do this when it's a big mental thing when you, a lot of times we think we don't have time to work out. We're like, no, I actually don't have time. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, you know what? I'll just set my timer. Say I have eight minutes. I'm gonna set my timer for eight minutes and I'm gonna do as many rounds of something as I can until that eight minutes is up. And then by the end of the eight minutes, you actually got something in versus just thinking, oh, I didn't have time to work out. So that's one way you can do it. And I really like to do that. So picking, maybe this is a time to utilize a circuit, picking the three, four, five exercises you're going to do. Again, you should kind of have this plan going in. This should be planned out before your week starts. But say that you're going to utilize a timed workout on Friday mornings and you are going to set the timer for 20 minutes and you are going to do as many rounds as possible of whatever exercises you determined until the timer goes off. Because you know you cannot go past that time. Sometimes when we write out our own workouts, I've done this for clients too, where I write it out thinking like, this is only going to take 20 minutes. And then they're like, Brittany, that took me 40 minutes. I'm like, ooh, okay, I underestimated what that looked like on paper versus you actually doing it. And I've done that to myself with the group program where sometimes I've written out the workout, I've gone to film the video, and I'm like, whoa, that was longer than I thought it was. And then I have to tweak it. So the way that you cannot go wrong is to do it as a timed workout. Even if you're not doing a circuit, you could just pick, you know, say two supersets and saying, I'm going to do as many rounds of those back to back as I can until the timer goes off. So that's one way to do it. Another way you could do it is by timing your work periods and your rest periods. I like to do this as well for videos to make sure we keep it under the 30 minute threshold where if we're going to do 30 minutes of squats with a 15 second rest, 30 minutes, I meant seconds. <laughs> no one wants to do 30 minutes of squats. 30 seconds of squats, 15 minute rest. 30 seconds of squats, 15. I'm sorry, you. I keep saying minute. I'm not going to fix this. So you get what I mean. It's seconds. 30 second squat, 15 second rest. 30 second squat, 15 second rest. 30, 30 seconds of squats, 15 second of rest. That was the hardest thing I've ever had to say. <laughs> and then I move then we move on to a next muscle group, right? 
and you could do this with anything. You don't. It could be a circuit. You could do 30 seconds of squats, 15 seconds of rest, and then 30 seconds of push-ups, 15 seconds of rest. The point being, when you design the workout, you know it can't go over 30 minutes because you have timed it out to that. Like, so I'll just keep that easy a lot of the time much easier to do than to say apparently, but I will sometimes pick like 30 seconds of work, 30 seconds of rest, just so it matches. And I know, okay, there's a minute and it's very easy to figure it out that way. If I'm going to do three sets of it, great. That's three minutes. So I know that I can do however many more sets of that or however many more exercises and it will work. Okay. So timed workouts are a great way to do this. And seriously, half of it is mental because we just think, oh, I don't really have time to work out. You do just set the timer and just do it. 13 minutes, great. Doesn't matter. Set a timer and start doing something for 13 minutes. Okay, next tip is if it is cardio, you could utilize HIT instead of doing steady state. So if you're like, okay, there's no way I'm going to get a five-mile run in in 30 minutes, that's fine. Unless you are specifically training for an event where you need to do more steady state cardio, that's different. You are going to have to, if you're training for a marathon or half marathon or an ultra marathon or a Spartan race, you are going to want to push your time beyond 30 minutes for your workouts at least one day a week because that specifically matches up with your goal. You do need to specifically train for that. If you're doing cardio for other reasons, for the mental benefits, like the mental health benefits of clearing your mind and for the endorphins or for even just calorie burning if you are already tracking macros and lifting weights but you want to accelerate your fat loss a little bit, you might incorporate some HIT. Different reasons to incorporate cardio, but you can typically burn a lot more calories during HIT than steady state because and in way less time. So in if you're cruising along at a jog for 50 minutes. If you instead take 30 minutes of doing sprint, walk, sprint, walk, or less, because I've talked about HIT before, where if you're really utilizing HIT effectively, it's probably going to be a lot less than 30 minutes. It's probably going to be more of a 10 minute threshold there where you're going all out, then recovering, all out, recovering. So HIT is going to just give you a, a much better use of your time. If you are just looking at you know, getting the cardio in. And again, your goal is not specifically you need to do steady state. Go ahead and have the time. This became really popular. That's why we saw HIT classes start popping up because people who would take an hour spin class when they had the option instead to take a half hour spin class and it was HIT, it's like, well, why not get it done in a half hour and make it a lot more intense? So that's that tip. Do with it what you will. And lastly, last tip is to streamline your stretch. So after a workout, you don't need to deep stretch every single muscle in your body. That's awesome if you can. If you can build in 10 minutes additionally to really hold three to five breaths for each stretch and you stretch the whole body. What I personally do and I do with my clients and my groups is just stretch the muscles we worked. So if it is full body, I'm taking you through a, a one single stretch for each muscle group. We'll hold it for one or two breaths. Again, kind of same rule as the warm-up. I don't want to go over two to five minutes because I'd rather you actually get the stretch in than just turn it off and say, I don't have time to stretch. That's what I found a lot in my live group fitness classes was that people would just leave during the cool down and like, oh, got to get my kids. See you later. Thanks for the stretch. Or, oh, got to go grocery shopping. Like, it's the part that we think that we can trim off. And then those people are never stretching. So I would rather you stretch what you just worked because that's the muscle that's really pliable anyway. That's the one once you just 
worked it out in strength, it's all warmed up, it's a great time to stretch it. So if I just did upper body, I'm not going to bother to stretch lower body because it wasn't really involved that much anyways. And I'm going to go through my upper body stretches, holding them for, you know, a couple of breaths and moving on. But I think it's much better to get your stretch in than to shoot for whole body and never doing it. So that's it. That's what I got for you today. My seven tips on getting your workout done in 30 minutes or less. I'm going to recap it real quickly. Number one, go in with a plan. You need to know what you're doing before you start the workout. Number two, keep your warm-up short and effective. Number three, utilize supersets. Number four, lift heavier for less reps. Number five, use timed workouts. Number six, utilize HIT if it is cardio. And number seven, to streamline your stretch time, only stretch the muscles that you worked. All right, I hope that was really helpful for you. Like I said, if you want 30 minutes or less totally planned workouts for you, come join us in the Chasing Greatness group if that is the best fit for you, if you've already gone through the eight-week program or you know, you just want to go ahead and press play and go. Chasing Greatness Group is going to have those full-length videos for you that you can just press play and go or grab the PDF and you know it is going to be 30 minutes or less. So thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I'm always open to your feedback. Shoot me an email if you need anything at fitmomlife to the fullest at gmail.com. All right, I'll talk to you ladies next time. Have a great rest of your day. 